Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You are listening to Three Valleys Radio. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Hello, how are you? Welcome to the Glovers Cast on Three Valleys Radio with me, Ian Perkins. I am joined today, as ever, by the dream team of uh, Mr. Ben Barrett and Mr. David Coates. Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello, how are we? Are we well? Yeah, not so bad. I've had a bacon sandwich with some red sauce this morning. Or ketchup for for those who, uh, well, I always call it ketchup. I don't know why I called it red sauce then. Um, Yeah. That's me. And I've had I've had a cup of coffee because that's what you do first thing in the morning, cup of coffee, and then we move into tea after that. But... Well, I've had a cup of coffee as well, but you know, yeah. as most sane people do, I kicked off with a cup of tea. <laughs> Can I say it's uh, it's nice to see Ben back. He's, he's put his toys back in a pram. He's not going to quit the podcast like he threatened. And uh, I know Dave Pryor was very worried that that was the case on Thursday night. So it's, it's good to have you back, mate. It's good to be back. It's good yeah. to be back. I've... Thoroughly enjoyable conversation. I uh, I uh, listened on Friday morning whilst putting the washing out. It was thoroughly enjoyable. The two days. You're, you're all very good at what you do. You really are. Yeah. Oh. It's very hard to manage two days, I've discovered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one day is enough. Prior is a wild card as well. well he won't mind can't... me saying that. I enjoyed, the, I enjoyed the chat about the Man United game. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, yeah, that was that was lovely stuff. Well played, Craigo. By the way, looking forward to, to taking him on in the near future. Um, yeah, that was it. Was really nice to sort of reminisce that that whole sort of that whole sort of time. Dave, did you go down for the Accrington game with me? Was it you or was it Colin? No, I didn't go to the home game. No, I went to yeah. the away game. Obviously, so, but yeah, yeah, we, I, I went to the away game. But then me and I think it was Colin. Hi, Colin, Yorkshire lover. We travelled down for the Accrington night game. And obviously was there for for um, Simon Gillett scoring, and 
we were sat in the car park afterwards trying to work out how high we were on the um, pecking order for Man United tickets. And we realised we needed to buy Colchester tickets for the random Tuesday night game to bump us up a group. So we sat in the car park, bought Colchester tickets, and had no intention of going to Colchester. Uh, yeah, for the home was, game against Colchester. It was no intention. It was quite funny because as a I was I was a season ticket holder then, and um, it was you know we you know we did the Aquitaine game, and then all of a sudden the games in between. I was like, oh. Who are these people that are suddenly sat around us? <laughs> <laughs> Why on earth are they here? <laughs> yeah. My my excuse for not doing either, either game was that I, I didn't go to the Man United game either. I was in, I watched it at about seven thirty in the morning in a hotel in Los Angeles when I was on holiday there. So there you go. That's nice. my uh, that's my excuse for not being there. It was very bizarre hearing. Who was it? Warren Barton commentating on Yeovil Town yeah or not, yeah. he was doing the uh, yeah half-time punditry and trying to pretend he knew who Yeovil Town were were, were you the only Yeovil Town fan in the uh, hotel in Los Angeles <laughs> I imagine I was yeah I imagine I was uh, didn't bump into a Mr. Kuhig or anything at the time I don't recall it no <laughs> maybe that was the you know maybe that's what planted the seed yeah maybe that's so what turned him off wanting to come <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> Maybe. Um, well, should we talk about a football game? A win? Um, uh, another win. So, you know, in the context of where we are as a football club um, since returning to play games, that's three out of four victories, which I think is a fantastic achievement for this group of players. Um, Coatsy, you were... You were the eyes on the game yesterday. I was ripping up a patio and Ben was at work. So uh, talk to us. Tell us uh, how did the game go and, and what were your thoughts? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it, I mean, you can clearly see, well, the first half clearly showed us why Wilston have got, Wilston, Wilston, I'm trying to remember which one it was, Wild Wield, Stone, Wild Stone, that was right, <laughs> uh, Wild Stone, the um uh, why they've got the worst defensive record in the league? Because in the first half they were uh, they were terrible. They we we they they made our defending at Solihull when the five one game looked pretty good actually. Um, and we could have. I mean, I counted up. We obviously scored two in the first half, but uh, I counted up. We could have had at least five. Um, there was I think Sass Davis put one wide. Uh, Quigley. Had one where Tom Moe actually is quite clever. Tom Moe did a really uh, quick th- throw and quickly sort of found himself almost probably a little bit shocked to have the ball in about six yards out and uh, and and put it wide and uh, and then quickly had another chance that um, uh, got blocked as well. Uh, so so it could have been five by half time and I don't think that they could have argued too much about it. I mean. As you know, I don't have the commentary on during matches, but uh, I did read a few people say that the uh, the Wilston uh, commentary team were uh, a bit uh, a bit blinkered, shall we say, by uh, by, by what they thought. Um, they they obviously thought it did better, but um, two very nice goals as well. I don't know. Did have you seen any of the goals? There's a highlight show somewhere, isn't there? There. I haven't, seen them. I haven't seen the I goals yet. No, I don't think they come oh, out until like midnight on Sunday or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't. There's a BT Sport of a 
Carlisle oh, right. don't they? But yeah, no. So I mean, the first goal, Knowles was a beautiful start. I mean, I think it's cross from Lee, and then laid back by Dagnall, who was uh, excellent again. And another, you know, well, Tom Knowles, yeah, great, great finish down into um in, into the into the bottom corner. So I mean, he's got that, hasn't he? He if there's a man who can connect with a ball, it's him, I think. And um, and uh, and then the, trying to remember the Quigley one actually, it was it seemed to be just like a sort of a barrage of shots that were that were going in. I remember Dickinson had a go. I think there were a couple of other people had a go, and then it just sort of dropped to Quigley inside the box, and uh, just him and the keeper. And um, yeah, you know, a man who's got uh, well not no, four in two games, he put it away, uh, put it away very coolly. So that's what is it eleven he's got now. He was yeah, ten on the after. Yeah. Yeah, after the after that trick. So yeah, so two nil at half time. Could have been could have been five very easily. Um second half was one that I probably could live with forgetting, I think. Uh it was uh, pretty scrap I think I asked on Twitter for another word for scrappy and Ben very kindly did a thesaurus.com search for me. Um I came up with lots of words that would have summarized it as well. But again, we had we had chances. Their keeper made two great saves from uh, I think Sass Davis again had a, a one from a corner and uh, and Charlie Lane. Uh Quigley had one off the line. They had a couple of penalty there was there was two or three penalty shouts. Um and, and they had they had a couple of chances. Um again, I don't remember them having a shot on target they might have had one in that half but um but yeah i mean listening to the manager after afterwards he was talking about the sort of you know the drain that this week um has had on the players uh and i think you could see a bit of that in 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 that second half performance i mean yeah credit to wilston they did they did come back a little bit but yeah you can very clearly see why they are where they are and why they've got um such a bad defensive record as well, because other than their keeper, he was excellent. I think he got man of the match in the non-league paper, their keeper and rightly So, um, yeah, we we won by two. But if if it had been five or six, you, you couldn't have argued with it too much, I don't think. I just want to uh, bring up a point there on their defensive record. But just for, just for context, they conceded 83 goals this season. <laughs> yeah. 83 goals. That is nearly... The same as if you add Sutton, Stockport, and Hartlepool's defensive records together. I think that comes to about eighty-eight. Uh-huh. So that's just how terrible it is. I mean, you look at Woking, who sit twentieth in the table. They've only conceded only conceded fifty-two, which is thirty-one goals less than the team above them. Which is just really quite something. That I mean, they've only scored thirty-four, so they've they've they're one of the lowest scorers overall in the division, but. My word, that is that is some shocking record. It's been it's not been helped recently, has it? Because they've been done a couple of sixes and sevens recently. Maidenhead put six. Yeah. I think Hartlepool put seven past them. Yeah. But as a defensive record, that is that's as shocking as you're going to get. I think if they're going to go into next season and start thinking about about trying to maintain the position in the league with sort of relegation being an issue, they're going to have to go some way to kind of try and address that, aren't they? Because with the greatest of respect, when a 19 year old Keeper who's been in and out of the side is getting a man of the match. I mean, they've got they've got bigger issues, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, we said before on on, on Thursday night. I think they furloughed. I mean, I, I don't know their team well enough to know, but um, 
Ian, you said when you did the commentary earlier in the season, they they looked a good side at our place and that that draw, didn't they, back at the start of the season? Yeah, they they played some really nice football at, at Hewish Park. They moved the ball quickly. They had pacey wingers. They were a real, um, you know, we struggled to deal with them at the time, um, the way they were playing and the way that we were we were playing as well. Um, yeah, and some really like interesting set pieces and things like that. Did, did they threaten us much or was it, you know, pretty comfortable? Not really. Well, I, I mean, first half, not not at all. I mean, second half, they did, like I say, they got they got into our box quite a bit in and around our box, but I never felt like they were, they were going to score. As I say, I can't remember Adam Smith making a save. I can't remember them having a shot on target. Like I said, they might have had one, but... Um, uh, but yeah, they just looked as bad up front as they did um, <laughs> in the second half. They looked as bad up front as they did in, in um, at the back in the first half. So that Connor Smith, they, he was the one who played for us, wasn't he? That the was on loan to us. Yes. What, yeah. what a knobhead he is. Oh, he yeah. was a, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought the same in the first game. He was, yeah. he was going round like he, I think there was one point where he was, waving his hand around to like try and get someone carded and I was like you yeah. you knob for you to like yeah. have played for Yeovil and then come around and do that and he was there was a he was shite yeah. for us as well and he was absolutely yeah, he was. shite <laughs> and he's got a man bun as well now so that makes me dislike him even more sorry to anyone who's got a man bun that's listening but uh, <laughs> but there was one point in the first half which really well well it wound me up. It wound Charlie Lee up as well, which I'll come on to. He, um, it was like a, you know, a, a tackle gun. I think it was Knowles was on the floor, and he sort of came in, and he's like all over. He's all over the back of Tom Knowles, and then he kind of like sits on him and holds him on the ground. And as you can imagine, all of our older lads come steaming in and push him away, don't they? But he pushed Tom Knowles full in the back, like knocked him on the floor, and then sat on him, and he got a yellow card as well. Um, uh, Connor Smith quite quite rightly um, and, and the thing that probably annoyed me more about that was all of our older lads came steaming in as you, you'd expect them it's probably the right thing for them to do but Charlie Lee we said it we've said it a few weeks back didn't we he talked himself into a booking and it was a really stupid thing to do because a couple of times the referee you saw him put his hand up and the referee gave eight bookings so he wasn't shy of giving out a booking but uh yeah he sort of held his hand up and said to charlie lee look that's enough i take your point and he carried on and he carried on and someone tried to pull him away and he carried on and he got himself booked which i think we said before um i had no problem with someone going in for a you know a feisty tackle and getting um uh you know and get get in a booking for that that kind of commitment i'm all for but when you get known for chatting to a referee just annoying i think and and then probably about 10 or 15 minutes later he went it charlie lee went in for another let's call it feisty tackle he could very easily have seen himself off the pitch in the um in the first half i thought so that was a that was a little bit silly but yeah if he'd uh, if he'd have clouted connor smith and got sent off i'd have uh, i'd have taken that i think connor smith got booked in the first picture as well i just i just loaded the first picture. both yeah. teams look very very different from that first fixture, just as a, a wider point on the season as a whole. Should we try and guess Crikey. the team? Our team? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you can if you want. It is it Imp- is a very, very different line. Impromptu quiz. Here we go. Oh. Well, <laughs> In goal, Adam Smith. Adam Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Dick Dickinson. Yes. Ledbetter. Uh, yes. 
um, Wilkinson. Yes. Collins. No, on the bench came on. Staunton. Uh, what? Again. Staunton. Yeah, he started centre back. Worthy. Worthington. Yes. Charlie uh, Lee, or was he? Yeah, yeah. Charlie Lee. Yeah. Duffus, would it? Yeah, he's uh, yeah. Duffus. Yeah. Duffus started. Murphy scored, didn't he? Yeah, but he came off the bench came to do so. Yeah. Um, who would we? Who else would we have had up front at that point? I'm looking at it. Jimmy, I don't know. <laughs> Did Jimmy Smith play? Got, Jimmy Smith, got, yeah. He started, yeah. yeah. He uh, he was the one that Collins replaced later on. Um, Gabby Rogers. Named. Gabby Rogers was he in the yeah. team around that time? Gabby Rogers came off the bench. Yeah. Oh. Um. Oh, Jack Clark. Jack Clark started, and there's one you haven't mentioned. He was replaced. By Reese Murphy, midfield striker or def- uh, midfield striker or defender. We didn't midfield. have any other strikers then, did we? No. True. Uh, oh, um, uh, Diaz. Yes, Lawson Diaz. He was a halftime substitute. The un the unused substitute. Harry Palmer, the uh, goalkeeper who never saw the light of day, and Ryan Burke. Oh, yeah. Loves a tackle. Loves yeah. a booking. Loves a booking. <laughs> he didn't get a chance this time. Um, so yeah, the very different team. I'm just looking. Uh, the only reason I brought it up is because their side. Looks very different as well, actually, because of obviously, like you say, they've they've changed a few things around and and uh, furthered a couple of players, whatever it may be. So yeah, they they were clearly weakened. Um, my question, Dave, was: Do you think the second half just had a had a, an easy feel to it? The the impression I get from listening and from from what I've seen is that we kind of we didn't get out of third or fourth gear because we kind of didn't need to. Would that be fair or not? Uh, yeah, I think there was a bit of that. It probably was a was a mixture of things, wasn't it? Uh, it would have been a bit of that. It would have been a bit of Wilston um, coming coming back at us a bit. It would have been a bit of the, let's say, the the the, the drain of, of of this week and everything that's happened this week. But uh, yeah, there are probably a, a, a number of factors. I mean, we brought on Sanupe, got some more minutes. Um, Alex Bradley came on for for the last sort of five minutes, and uh, he he slotted into midfield. Our fullback playing at midfield, which probably says everything that we need to know about uh, us us this season, didn't we? You know, sort of playing different people in different positions. But yeah, there probably was a bit of that. I mean, yeah, just took the foot off the gas a bit in the second half. Understandably. I think that was a, it was a very strange way to end the game, wasn't it? We had a, a left back at right back, yeah. an attacking midfielder at centre back, a right back in midfield. It just felt a little. It just had that end of season feel to it. And after, like you say, after the um, after the week that they've had, I know that Ian, you were gonna you were gonna mention the manager's uh, sort of post match comments. Um, they kind of just felt like it just was one of those, just one of those moments, a bit like we had at Boreham Wood, a bit like having to get hammered and having to have a bit of a comeback. It just felt like another set of. Um, Things you've just got to get through. Yeah. Like moments, just ticking more first time boxes and stuff. And so, Ian, what, what did you make of the manager's the comments afterwards? I, I thought they were very, um, very personal towards the situation that they'd, they'd been in uh, this week. And I thought that the mention for Lee's daughter just kind of, I don't know, it felt like a nice little, um, another little line in the sand moment. Is that what you felt? Yeah. I mean, it felt like a, uh, sort of, they're all obviously so touched by what has happened, and 
this week again you know it's almost every week there is a uh hurdle or a milestone that they you know that they reach or they get past and obviously today will have been or this week sorry will have been one that was on their minds for a long time you know um in in the, it was lee collins funeral so obviously uh, and as as he said as darren said those events are totally draining and he said himself that he he was um privileged enough to speak at the funeral and was um completely wiped out and 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 the players had 40 minutes training yesterday in preparation yeah. for the game which you know it's hardly hardly ideal there's not going to be any other clubs um doing that you know going through that so it's yeah it felt like another milestone and and like you say, it was really nice for the for the manager to, um, you know, dedicate the win to Lee's daughter, who sounds like she's a bit of a footballer too, and and yeah, beat Darren at one touch. So uh, <laughs> fair play. He wouldn't have liked that, would he? He wouldn't have liked that. <laughs> he said he wasn't even trying to lose as well, didn't he? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and the other thing I thought like he said about the performance was that. You know, we were we were humble and we worked hard and we saw the game out, which yeah. we haven't done enough of this season. And he said, you know, if you're going to win the league, twenty five percent of your wins are going to be like that game was yesterday, and we haven't had nearly enough of those this year. So, um, you know, the, the I just can't get away from the context, and I don't think I'll be able to get away from the context until the season is wrapped up, really. Um. And even then, you know, it's going to be the first game of the new season with fans back, hopefully. And, you know, perhaps that will be another milestone that we'll all have to deal with as well. But, I mean, he said himself that he doesn't want to keep talking about, you know, about the grief and things like that. Because, you know, as he said on Tuesday, they're not, he didn't want to seem like an excuse maker. And he thinks everyone's going to get bored or tired of it. But I don't necessarily agree with that. I think... You know, in the, in the grand scheme of football matches, maybe people don't want to hear that. But this is with us now, and it's something that you know. What did he say on What did he say on Thursday? Macho men don't talk enough. Yeah, don't yeah. talk enough about how they feel. Yeah, yeah, and oh. I think it's perfectly fine to talk about how you feel. You know, <laughs> if the players, you know, if players aren't playing well because of, you know, they're emotionally drained or in emotional turmoil, then. You know, we got someone's got to talk about it, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's right to keep to keep this with us. And as we've mentioned on the podcast before, it's how you turn it into something that's slightly more, um, oh, for want of a better word, productive or positive than than the than the grief that that, that currently sort of hovers around us. There will be there will be tough, there will be tough days. The funeral was always going to be one. Next time it rolls around to Lee's birthday, it'll be a tough one. The next time it uh, you know, March thirty first next year will be a tough one. It'll be one year to the day. We've 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 negotiated a month of firsts, and and we should all be very proud of that. And the players and the and the group should be very very proud of the way that they've handled things. And yeah, you know what? We did see a game out. We did keep a third clean sheet in four, which is incredible, really, because we hadn't got anywhere near enough clean sheets. And I thought that was something that the gaffer alluded to as well. That since the return, we've conceded one goal. Uh, conceded uh, five goals in one game, sorry, and that's it. And that was a bit of a, a capitulation. So to keep three clean sheets in there, and I, I thought it was interesting. He said 
we hadn't done enough of seeing the game out. Arguably, to draw it back to the first Wilson game, that's exactly what we should have done then. We went 2-0 up. Yeah. We went 2-1 up, sorry. Yeah. We came back from 1-0 down, went 2-1 up, and you're thinking, right, see the game out. And we didn't. And then we were chasing. And then we, we brought on we brought on Gary Rogers to try and make a difference. We, we were trying to chase a game. And actually, you were thinking, just see the game out, and this is fine. Um, so, yeah, very, very, uh, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the manager's press conference. I enjoyed his honesty about it all yesterday, because I think um, it should be remembered. It, it would be very easy to look at that second half and think, why are we not getting sixes and sevens against this terrible, terrible defence? And you know what? That's fine if, to, to to bring the the context into it. So context, I think, is always fine in in this in this situation. Yeah, I think there was um, to tie the last couple of points we made as well. Chris Dagnall um, did the did the post match press conference um, a player interview, um, and to, to go back to Ben a point that Ben made earlier on about players playing out of position. Chris Dagnall was playing in a much deeper um, position, but to, to talk about the Lee Collins thing as well, he described it as, uh, you know, one of the most difficult weeks of his career and probably his life as well, which for, you know, someone who's uh, had more of a career and more of a life than uh, many of our players as well was, um, was quite something. But uh, on, on the position, he was, obviously playing deeper. Um, he did make the point that he likes playing there. He has played there a couple of times, I think he said for Barnsley and crew, because, because he likes running around and kicking people. <laughs> so uh, that would uh, that would go down well, I think. But uh, but again, he was everywhere for, you know, for, I say a man of his age, he's five years younger than me. So uh, <laughs> uh, for a man of his age to, uh, I'll set him up before Ben does. Um, uh, again, he, uh, I, I thought it was excellent. He played the whole 90 minutes as well. So um, yeah, another another good performance from him. I wonder if he's got three in him. If he's, uh, he, he didn't look like he was stopping. That veganism is obviously, uh, you know, corn burgers or whatever, are obviously doing him the power again. <laughs> Just to say on, on, on that front, by the way, Linda McCartney does a banging, Chorizo uh, and red pepper sausage. There you <laughs> go. I'm not a vegan in any way, shape, or form, but I absolutely love those things. Um, yeah. Can we have a little bit of a of, of a thought forward on um, on Chris Dagnall? Because I think, and I'm very much guilty of it myself. I kind of assumed that he'd just kind of disappear quietly and probably mm. get released, and probably um, his time at Yeovil would come to an end. I thought that last season actually, and then obviously he came back after a little stint somewhere somewhere else. He came back and seems to be getting a lot of praise. I wonder, Quigley's in the books, question mark on Reed. We, th- we think we don't want to say what we want to say about Reese Murphy's future. We're not going to say it. We're not going to touch on it. Where does Dagnall sit? Do we think one more year? Do we think another another opportunity for him to maybe work with a couple of young loanees or, or something along line, that lines? Or are we happy to say, actually, this is probably it for him? Well, can I just ask, Ruben Reed? Because in, uh, and uh, as you know, uh, as I've said, I don't have the commentary on during games, but somebody tweeted that BBC Somerset had said that Ruben Reed had re-signed or had signed on for next season. Um, and I didn't hear it could have been Sheridan. It could have been um, Tom Seymour, I think, was uh, the guy doing the interview as well. But uh, uh, the, the reason for mentioning that is, A, is a bit, bit interesting. But also, could Ruben Reed be that player that, works with those young players i'm not saying you only have one of them but um but ruby and reed could be that kind of player as uh as well sorry that doesn't answer your question not in the slightest ian can you answer my question please? he's sort of 
he's he's been given an opportunity to earn himself another contract, really, hasn't he? Um, I think he's probably the type of player that you'll get, you know, just a year, another year, another year, maybe. Um, a bit like, yeah, you know, once Dennis Bergkamp hit 30, you only get got offered year contracts, um, which is absolutely amazing to think about that now. Um, did you just, did you just compare Chris Bangle to Dennis Bergkamp? No, well, no, I mean, they're very similar. Very yeah, similar. I mean, <laughs> I mean, was, he's 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 on. moved from uh, a centre forward position to playing in behind, so yeah. uh, you know there's a bit of a he he's got he's got an edge to him, hasn't he, Dagnall? And I think as long as he's fit enough, which he evidently well, is, gonna say yeah. Um, and and he has he's not a player who has any injury problems either, is he? He's sort of one of these. He's just you know um, he has been warming the bench basically since he's yeah. rejoined the odd spell here and there. He's never been out with injury for us. Um, he seems reliable. He seems a good influence on the dressing room. And, you know, if he carries on like this, how are you going to drop him for the rest of the season? Um, yeah. I suppose it's up to him, really. Obviously, he left last summer and then, you know, he felt strong enough to come back, whether that's the manager's influence, I presume it is, rather than, um, you know, loving the area or whatever. Um, yeah, why Why not? Why not? If you're gonna lose, If you're going to lose Murphy... If Reed is staying, which you know the the indications are that he is going to be staying, um, not that we've had any official confirmation of that, other than sort of like a throwaway line in a press conference, um, you know you couldn't do worse than having those two around to support Quigley and you know maybe Alfie Lloyd, uh, but that's probably another conversation or another you know looking for another striker. I think you know we'd like four. Four or five, if we've got a decent enough playing budget, you you probably want four or five strikers in your squad, don't you? So, yeah. well, another reason for mentioning Reed was that he's, I would imagine, he'd be one of the higher earners. I would have thought. So, what our budget is for next season, nobody knows, do they? And whether we can afford him. But to kind of answer Ben's question a bit better than I did last time, he's certainly got enough in him, isn't he, um, Chris Dagnall? Uh, I mean, maybe I think he's had. Just looking at his stats in two spells with us, I guess he's his 26 appearances off the bench, 11 starts. So, it, you know, you could very easily see him carrying on that role and playing as he has done in the past couple in that deeper role um, for us next season and uh, and coming off the bench and making a difference as he as he has done as well. So I certainly would be would not be upset if uh, if he re-signed for, for us, I suppose. It, yeah, a lot of it comes back to what happens with Murphy and Reid. I think that's well, a bit better. That's he, much better. That's he is much, prov- much better. he is providing something different now as well. Like yeah. like he said, he's not you know he's not an out and out striker waiting for something to happen. The the where he's played in the last couple of games, he's had more influence on the game and and we've not I don't know other than Albi in behind, we don't really have no one else has been that effective in that position. Neufeld you know Neufeld's great out wide. As is Knowles. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sort of... I, was our midfield trio yesterday, it was pretty much... Am I right in saying it was Dagnall, Smith and Lee? Uh, yeah, with Knowles. Uh, no, it was uh, Dagnall, Smith, Lee and, yeah, Knowles and Neufeld. Neufeld wide, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't yeah. think I'd want to play that three for an entire season next no. year, but... Um, they're certainly doing the uh, the wily veterans proud, aren't they? Those three. Yeah, 
Tanupe came on for the last 20 minutes or so, and then Bradley came on for a bit and played in midfield. So, yeah, you got... He's another one, Sanupe, isn't he? He's got a lot to play yeah. for, I suppose. Um, in the, yeah. If, if he, you know, he's got to make the most of these 10 or 20-minute appearances he gets because he's up in the summer. Well, as far as we know, he's up in the summer. So, hmm. Yeah. When he did get the ball, he got the ball once in the second half and he kind of ran and he it ran with real purpose and he looked, you thought, oh, he's going somewhere. And he kind of moved out wide, you know, the defender might have moved him out wide a bit and he just sort of like ran into a blind alley um you know and players like him who have that bit of a you know you're not quite sure what they're going to do next um about them you know do 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 that on occasion don't they but i think yeah he's going to need to show take every opportunity he's got um between now and the end of the season if he's wants another contract i wonder if he's going to go through like an the the whole uncoaching process like yeah, Quigley has, um, as the manager said, and whether that's going to be something we see with Sanupe, because you know we're not we're we're probably not going to have Josh Neufeld next year, and we're going to need that. Evidently, we're going to need that type of player. Um, so maybe he's looking. To, maybe maybe that's what we'll see. Who knows? He doesn't been, tend I've to tr- go on. Sorry, Ben. I, I'm not right. I've been trying to interject for about six minutes now. You guys <laughs> cracking on. You really don't need me, do you? I've got, I've got loads of points to make. Oh, I've come got on. loads of points to make. Oh, right. So, Sanupe, the difference between him and Dagnall is that his, his time out of the squad has been injury-based, and that is going to side against him because you've also got someone like Lawson Diaz, who, in theory, could do bits and pieces of, of that Neufeld role or could do bits and pieces of that role that Jimmy Smith does at the top of the diamond when we play that yeah. ball. So there's the injury concerns on a couple of those lads, of course. Um, my point about Chris Dagnall, um, I had two points about Chris Dagnall, but because it's been seven hours since I last spoke, I've forgotten. <laughs> it doesn't feel them, like it, does it? Yeah. <laughs> one of them is that um, he's going to have to change his squad number again. He was 33 last season. Oh, it's important stuff. This is important he's going to have to change his shirt number. 33 <laughs> last season, 33-year-old. 34 this season as a 34-year-old. He's just turned 35. He's going to have to hope Billy Sass Davis doesn't come back on loan because he's going to need a squad number next year. So that's what I was going to say about Dagnall. I was going to make an actual point as well. What colour uh, shin pads was he wearing? I have no idea. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was I was going to make an actual point as well, but you two waffled on for a week. Cool. That's a bit rich, isn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. He goes away for one one podcast and this is what he come back with. Got a diva. He's got an, he's he's missed out on an hour, so he's got to provide an extra sat, hour. Like. Yeah. <laughs> sat in his trailer demanding bowls of green M&M's. You know, this is his rider. I wanted brown sauce. Yeah. The Mariah Carey of the Glover's cast. Fine, you guys carry on. Um, the Mariah Carey of the club. There's your oh, line. Give us, the a graphic. Song. give us a song. There's your line for the graphic, Ian. Jesus. Well, I can't post anything on social, but we'll name it that. Mariah Carey. <laughs> Let me just write it down. Um, the return of Mariah. The uh, Alfie Lloyd situation. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about it on on Thursday, on Friday's episode, because, well, we forgot, quite frankly. Um, but that was uh, an interesting nugget, not reported um, on you know, on what, you know, the official site didn't say anything as they wouldn't and nothing else really locally reported. But a paper up in London said that he turned out for the QPR under-23s on a trial. Um, another one I of our... did read it on a website, Ian. I read yeah. something about that on a website. Yeah, well, I was going to wrap up the podcast and talk about that. Um, okay, sorry. That's all right. Don't worry. Don't worry. Spoilers. Um 
Oh, I'm thrown off now. Damn it, coach. So, yeah, so what do we reckon? You were, you were saying that he played for QPR, yeah. Yeah, what do we reckon to that? Another one of our players going on trial up the pyramid. We've sort of said we'd like him on the bench, coming on and getting a bit of an opportunity towards the end of this season. Um, and now he's sort of higher up, potentially. What do you reckon, Ben? You can, oh, thanks for including me. Um, you... Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he... Um, you can't, you cannot, you can't knock him the opportunity because going to QPR is is a good opportunity for anyone um, higher up the pyramid. Um, you're absolutely right. We've called for him to be a little bit more involved. It was something that the manager kind of alluded to, kind of semi maybe dipped into and alluded to in his pre-match was that um, he wanted an apprentice on the bench. I noticed that Max Evans was on the bench yesterday as a bit of a thing because he was talking about at the start of the season, discussions on a seven-man bench to include a goalkeeper and then maybe an apprentice. So I think there was a little throwaway line that suggests that maybe he'd like to do a little bit more of that. Um, but actually, it was good that we had Bradley and Sanupe yesterday. I wouldn't have lost either of those for, for Alfie Lloyd. Frankly, someone's moving about somewhere. Um, I wouldn't have lost either of those for the option of... Um, of, of having Alfie Lloyd because it was good to get them some minutes. Um, it's frustrating, of course, when um, when you want to give a young prospect. We've seen it in the past, haven't we, with, with Alex John, who went to Hull with the idea that that was going to become a permanent move. It never happened, and we don't quite know where he's been. Um, uh, Devin Arnold went to Manchester United on trial. That hasn't happened. Uh, Danny Ojo, I think, had Fulham on the horizon. I'm not sure where he's playing now. I don't think he's signed for him. So it's been... Um, it's been a reoccurring theme that we haven't been able to give these guys that, that opportunity. And I, I would like to see it a little bit more. If there is space and time between now and the end of the season to get Alfie Lloyd in, I would like to see it. But I can't blame him for not, for not going, for, for, for going up to QPR and, and having a crack. Their next game is on the 7th of May against Nottingham Forest. We'll, uh, we'll try and keep an eye out as to whether or not he's included in that one because it'll be interesting to see what their longer-term thoughts are. I think more from just my perspective, it's sort of, I just want to get the chance to see these players play for Yeovil in the, so we can see how good they are, because we read about them in the under 18s, we don't, you know, we don't watch any of the games, it's almost like, for me, it's like, I want to see how, how good they are, and just see them in green and white, and running around on a pitch, and get an idea of what they're capable of, really, as well. Yeah, and now's the time, isn't it? Surely, if we're not going up, we're not going down. You know, now's a great opportunity to uh, to do it. And um, say so another one was, uh, and I give a shout out to uh, my good friends at the uh, Yeovertown Community Sports Trust as well. They cre- they created the player uh, Toby Stevens. Say they created him. He came through their <laughs> uh, their their youth team uh, setups. It's not in a laboratory somewhere that yeah. they come up with these players. Um, and then he went into the under 18s from there. And uh, I, I I would just have a shout out at this point for them and 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 the great work that they do because we've talked about how the academy's not there and we've only got an under 18s team but we do have a lot of other age groups who are uh, are playing through the oval town community sports trust so great work from them um and uh yeah to, you know toby stevens is another one we've we've heard about him he's got a, he's got a pro contract so why why don't we see him it would be lovely if we had a uh, a scholar on the um uh, on on the bench and i know darren Sowell saying he can't find space for one at the moment but 
haven't always had a goalkeeper on the bench. Could we have put someone like Toby Stephen? Don't know where Alfie Lloyd was or whether the under 18s had a game yesterday or not, but I imagine they won't have a game on Bank Holiday Monday, the under 18s. So it'd be nice if we could see a couple of them in the uh, in the Halifax game. I'm just checking now. They did. They had a game against Cheltenham Town, it's listed oh, as. Okay. But I cannot find anything on the fixture. The uh, Soccerway page that you would normally be directed to says there was two games yesterday in the youth uh, under-18s Alliance League. The other one we've got a result for. Bristol Rovers lost. Rubbish at all age groups, apparently. And um, uh, Yeovil Town played Cheltenham. It was a 12 o'clock kickoff. But because of the social media blackout that Yeovil and all its affiliates are going through at the mm. moment, I don't, I can't bring you. I'm trying to find something on the Cheltenham Town website as to whether or not there was anything. So if it crops up by the time we finish recording, I will tell you as to whether or not they played and whether or not they, um, uh, whether or not Alfie Alfie played, but that 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 Stevens you mentioned, he signed to a pro deal, isn't it? I remember there being an actual. Yeah, 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 he was. Uh, there was a YouTube interview. There was all sorts, wasn't there? Yeah. That was that was put around him. Okay, why 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 not then? Let's see if he's yeah. an option. Is is he an option for us to to take a look at over the over the course of the, of the next week? What about what about Terry's lad? How how yeah. cool and emotional would it be for Terry to see his boy play? I think he's got a couple of goals in the uh, in the in the recent games or a couple of decent performances. So. There must be some kids there. If there's someone, if there's one that we can get a couple of minutes into between now and the end of the season, I would, I would love it. I would, I would think it would be so, so good for all for the entire club just to see it happen. It was nice when when Ollie Bassett did it on when he was so young. It was nice when Alfie Lloyd did it this season. It's nice when Gabby Rogers did it. So if we can get somebody into a squad onto the pitch, I think that's got to be a good thing. Benjani's son, is he still with us? Benjani Jr., I'm sure, was uh, with us for a bit, wasn't he? He was on trial. I don't think he appeared in the last game that we know um, we know anything about. But, yeah, like I say, I'm uh, I'm searching now. I'm trying to do the, the oh. rummaging. So uh, I tried to segue into the Halifax game there. I was waiting for Ian to pick up as our host with the most. <laughs> I'm not, well, I haven't spoken for like 10 minutes now, so... Oh, uh, don't you your lip out as well. <laughs> right, I'm going to go on mute and just leave you two to it then. I'm going to sulk now. Yeah, so Halifax, Monday, 3 o'clock, Hewish Park. Uh, exciting game. Hopefully uh, they lost at the weekend to uh, Stockport, one Patrick Madden with the goal. I've heard of him, yeah. 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 Um, he's, he's got a future. Yeah, he seems to. <laughs> he seems to. It's going to be a tough game, isn't it? Up in fifth. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're probably looking uh, looking at us as a bit of a uh, a gimme, I would say. But you know, our forms our forms decent, and I think Darren Soul's going to be really uh, looking to punch through them and show them what we're actually capable of. Um, do you think we'll go with the same lineup again? I, I don't know if anyone came off with injuries yesterday. I think you know. No, not not injuries. I don't think um, we did have. Obviously, Reese Murphy was out, um, and Worthington was was out as well. So I don't know if either of them are back. I think the manager afterwards said Reese could be back. Uh, I think he said it's a groin injury. Yeah. Could be okay for, for for Monday. And he said something about Lawson Diaf as well. Slowly inching back, I think he referred to it as well. So you never know. There could be not a starting position, obviously, but. Um, Maybe, maybe on the bench, but I think he said Diath will be back for the last couple of games, didn't he? I think okay. is what he said. Um, I guess, yeah. I guess the big question mark is, you know, that 
that experienced trio in midfield, are they going to be able to, you know, play on one day's rest? Because, you know, it's only mm. it's only today being Sunday and then uh, it's not an evening kickoff either. So they haven't got, really got the whole day on Monday either. Uh, so maybe we will see changes given the turnaround and and the fact that, you know, that team's have been unchanged on a Tuesday, Saturday, then to play on a Monday. Um it's a lot a, to ask. It is, isn't it? Um, uh, if, if we do make changes, where do we reckon? Bradley possibly back in? That was the one I was going to think of, is whether or not he wants to give Bradley and Sanupe a start, and instead of giving them 20 minutes, give them 70. So I wonder if we might see either of those sort of from the off, maybe Knowles or, or Neufeld drops out and sort of a like-for-like replacement for for, for Sanupe. And, and maybe maybe we start to see the 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 switch of Kelly to left back, and and the the idea of bringing Bradley in as a as a central as a as a right back. Sorry, so that might be a way to go, but I'm not sure if he'd want to sacrifice that much extra in the way of experience if he's going to leave Skendi at the back still. So uh, yeah, I I think Bradley might come back in, but I don't quite know how. Whether Kelly just has to sit on the bench and, and wait for his chance again, but maybe he'll come in midfield. Yeah, okay. He did look. I mean, he's only on for like five minutes, but uh, but he he did do a couple of good things in midfield. Um, Bradley, I think so, he, I think yeah. he was sort of signed as either midfield yeah, or right midfield. back, wasn't he? Like so, yeah. yeah. I think he's one of these which you know a squad of our size. We need players who can play in multiple positions, really, don't we? So, um, useful useful to have. Um, what do we reckon then, boys? Have we got anything else left to? chat about should we talk about the website before you or have you got anything you want to chuck in i think i've been accused of talking too much as it is so (laughs) (laughs) my turn to sulk now i was um i was lucky enough to be at the first halifax game um co-commentary for for bbc and um i said after the game that if we play like we did on that occasion a we'd have no problem getting in the playoffs and B, we were going to batter somebody. <laughs> That's when my actually I said we play like that. We, we're going to batter somebody. I remember that it was it was um, it was it was Warburton's debut, and the post match was with him, and the the gaffer was so 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 happy to have Warburton. As we finished the interview, he said, "Oh yeah, I'll get Warby out." He went, "Oh by the way, how good is this lad? How good is this lad?" And well, we could do with battering somebody to, so that my comments don't go completely. I'm going to say we didn't win for nine games after that, <laughs> and then when we did, it was two-one. So if we could, if we could batter them, just so I could say, "Told you, told you," that'd yeah. be really nice. I'd, but, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, and the return of Warby as well, just to you know <laughs> validate that. Yeah. But I don't see that happening. No, um, me neither. No. Okay. Anything else? No, I'm no. fine. Cool. Based on Ben's predictions, I'm going to say if he gives you the lottery numbers, just pick any other numbers yeah. other than the one he gives you based on that. Yeah. Anyone who's ever seen me tip off a selection for a betting company that I work for will know whatever I back, go against it and you've got a fair shout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did, I, did, I did back one that you made when you said something about I watched you once and it was you said Kiefer Moore was going to score. So I put a, only like a 50p on him or something and he didn't score. So. Well, no, exactly. That's how it works. I, if, 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 if anybody wants me to find a nil-nil draw for their both teams to score a simulator, <laughs> I am your man. I will find you that nil-nil draw, trust me. Well, 
Can can I ask one question then, with a look ahead to next Thursday, uh, Thursday Friday's podcast? Are we going to bring the young pretender Andy Craig back in to take on the uh, the old slugger that is uh, that is Ben Barrett? <laughs> Are we going to bring him back I'll out of retirement? On, I'll take on all comers, like Apollo Creed. Well, Apollo Creed. I mean, it's not you? it's not your position to take on all comers now. It's Andy Craig's position to take on all comers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. These people going to call your people and see if they can set something up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need to call him out, Ben. Give him some trash talk now. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, good um, trash talk. Yeah, you know, you know Seth Rumasi, but do you know other players? Yeah, have you got James Barrett's shirt framed yeah, on exactly, your wall? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come at me when James Barrett's hanging on your wall, mate. Not him himself. His, <laughs> his kid. Yeah. That would be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. that would be strange. Would How be... are you up there, James? You're right, mate. You're right. You're right, James. You're James. No, you're good. <laughs> Do you want to come off the bench, Len? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! Well, there, there we go. Ben, the war of words has begun between Ben Barrett and Andy Craig ahead of the quiz on Thursday. Uh, I've not yet decided the format, so it could be. Oh, mix it up. It, it could be the players. You know the history of the players. Name that player. It could be, it could be the teams and going through the teams. Who knows? So let's let's talk about the website then, because I know you're dying to give it a plug. Yeah. Pop the plug in. Turn it on. Tell me you've given it. A, you've given it a makeover. You've cracked the whip on Dave and I. <laughs> well, that's hard. What? Well, I mean, you have. So um, <laughs> tell us, gloverscast.co.uk. What can the good people expect to find? A bit of everything. We just want to, oh. you know, I think one of the things that I feel we've been sorely lacking is, um, you know, written news about the football club. Um, no, In no way are we ever going to be able to reach the level of what Badger did for us as fans and the football club. But I think, you know, a lot of people would rather read what the manager said than sit and watch a 20-minute YouTube video. And I don't think we have... There's there's no one... There's no one doing that, is there? You know, the, the local paper, if you don't get the paper every week, where do you read what the manager said or what the players are saying um, if you don't want to watch YouTube? So that was sort of my thinking behind it and trying to have sort of an independent newsy website where people can read about Yale Town. And, and one of the other things that is a very long, painstaking process is trying to get some of the old cider space stuff transferred over with the blessing of Hewish Hugh. Hugh. Um, we've, you know, we've started getting some stuff and, and taking it off. Uh, so we're, we're trying to put as much on there as we possibly can. But yeah, I think it's something that I think we missed as a fan base. I know I certainly do. And if we can provide even 10% of what um, Badger did for us, I think we'll really, you know, we'll make things a lot better as a fan. That's just my personal view. I don't know what you guys think. You obviously, obviously I've cracked the whip and you've, you've not, you know, you've not argued and you seem to be up for it. So, uh, yeah, thank you for your help. Like, because there's no way I could do it on my own. So, um, yeah, I appreciate your guys. No, 
I know a lot of people have said uh, how Badger managed to keep up being so prolific over so many years. It's just unbelievable. And as someone who had the privilege of knowing him quite well, it was because the man was just a machine. <laughs> I mean, he had he had good people like Hugh and, and, and uh, John uh, Morgan before him and, uh, you know, lots of other people who helped him out as well. But he was something else, absolutely something else. So like you say, if we can do 10% of what he did, we'll, we'll be doing very well, I'm sure. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's it's been good fun actually. Sat there trying to transcribe the gaffer and look out for bits and pieces of news. I'm still scouring now to see if I can find the Alfie Lloyd information. All I can tell you <laughs> is that it was his it was his birthday on the 30th of April. There we go. We've missed that happy birthday, Alfie, for listening. Um, yeah. So it's been it's been nice to kind of be a bit little tiny one percent journalistic. It's kind of kind of re-sparked a bit of a a bit of a journalistic spark within me. So uh, yeah, really good. I'm hoping to. Just to do a little bit more um, for whatever we can, and as when and things happen over the course of the summer, and players come, players go, we'll no doubt be able to crank it up even more. Who knows? We'll maybe even have some scurrilous gossip uh, columns. <laughs> you know, here's what the papers are saying. Um... <laughs> papers? Do you remember them? Yeah, yeah. Cyberspace or, used to yeah. do a good one of them. They used to write about this 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 uh, lad, the boy Coates. They called him. So. <laughs> He did some dodgy column in the Western a- Gazette Action once. Action man, isn't it? Is what I've heard. Action man, coach. If you're listening, <laughs> Fat Harry. Action man, coach. That's a long time ago, I promise you. I've broken myself several times and seriously in between then. So no more action man. Action man without an arm and a leg. I think you need to tell us what you were doing. Tell us what, what was the whole column. The column was called, and don't laugh here, Coates Conquers. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the idea was that in the summer months, because the, yeah, the Western Gazette at the time was largely based around football and largely based around Yeovil. And obviously in the summer months, there was less to write about. So to be honest with you, it started that just needed to fill some pages. So they sent me out as a young, bright-eyed, uh, whatever I was then, 17-year-old, um, to, uh, to take on different sports. So I did cycling i did uh horse riding i did fencing remember that uh golf i did croquet i did croquet <laughs> on on the cliffs at lime regis um I, th- I did boxing once before there's a very funny picture of me uh with uh, some uh woman at the oval boxing club with uh, like holding up pads for me to punch and me like looking knackered on the um <laughs> uh, hanging over the ropes i'll see if i can dig that one out so uh i'm, yeah. I'm googling as we speak i am looking for <laughs> this that is, this, i reckon this was pre-google yeah yeah it probably <laughs> was it was all it was all in latin so there was yeah we did do chariot racing um and we did uh, yeah yeah we sent it to the <laughs> the, the printing press uh... <laughs> like the hot metal printing <laughs> press yeah <laughs> Wow. Well, that, you know, finish on that ageist note. Shall that, I, yeah. That's the type of local journalism you don't get anymore. <laughs> Luckily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure you had fun and I guess it was all paid for as well. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. People used to ring. It used to ring up and uh, and ask me to uh, to come and do the the croquet club, Lime Regis Croquet Club. Ask me to come. That's how you know. I bet widely had, where do I was. They had they had money to spare. I would have thought a croquet club in Lime Regis. You'd have thought so, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 exactly. I was the the youngest person there by probably a hundred and something years as well. So. <laughs> I was well, seventeen at the time. I, th- <laughs> I think we've strayed 
strayed away from Yeovil Town, and I think that's probably a good place to wrap it up. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your time on this lovely Sunday morning. Enjoy the rest of your weekends and a nice long one. Although I suppose Ben works all the time. Yeah, I do. I am working both today and tomorrow. Oh, sorry, mate. It's fine. It's fine. I don't mind. I get to pay. I get paid to sit and talk about football all day long. I'm okay with it. Wow. Sorry, I don't. Here's to another win against Halifax. Yeah, that's right. A bat batter them against Halifax and make my very old quotes come back around. Yes, that'd be good. Just so you know, Dave, I don't pay Ben to talk about football. That's his. No, that's his actual job. Before you come to me for some money, there is there is no money. Just so you know. Tear my letter up, then. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thanks, gents. Thank you very much. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.